You're listening to Devotions with Pastor Daniel Williams, taken from the Redemption Church YouTube channel. Well, hey everyone, welcome back to these live devotions. My name is Pastor Daniel, and I'm excited that you're with us to study God's Word and to share from God's Word to encourage your soul and your spirit today. Uh, man, the thing that I've been thinking about, the verse that I've been pondering on is 1 Corinthians 15, 58. And just uh, want to encourage you today to keep going. Just keep going. Don't quit. Don't give up. Uh, I think about this and I say this because today is a Thursday. I normally try to uh, record these live devotionals on Wednesday, sort of like a midweek thing. Um, but you know what? Life is life. And yesterday there was tons of stuff that came up, uh, long meetings. And at the end of the day, I couldn't get to a live devotional uh, because of so much stuff. And I'm, I'm sure that you've probably been there before, overwhelmed by either ministry or life or whatever it may be. In fact, right now, this truly is a live devotional in my office. There is a package I am expecting by FedEx that I need to sign and I'm home alone. So if they come to the door, I'm just going to walk away from YouTube and keep on letting it roll live and we'll get back to our study. I mean, that's how sometimes chaotic it is. And you're like, oh, should I even do a, a devotional? Should I even do a live study? Should I, should I even continue to do this or continue to do that? Listen, when God calls you to do something, he can sustain you. He can give you energy for it. And uh, it may not be a Wednesday. It's a Thursday. There may be some opposition and obstacles, but we can still press through. And it's actually worth us for to keep on going, to keep on persevering. Uh, opposition is a normal thing in the Christian life and in this broken world. And so I decided, man, I'm going to hit the live record button and we're going to go through God's word and we're going to be able to look to him and be encouraged because 1 Corinthians 15, 58, I may have even taught this before on a live devotion. I don't know because I often say this verse to many people all the time, especially being in ministry. It's the apostle Paul who says, therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. Uh, now, this verse is in great response to an incredible chapter, chapter 15, uh, this glorious chapter on the gospel of grace and the resurrection. Uh, in fact, in verse three and four of that chapter, Paul says, I've delivered to you as the first importance of what I also received. He's saying this is, this is crucial, uh, the gospel, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with scripture, that he was buried and that was raised on the third day in accordance with scripture. You know, Jesus came, died and rose again. This is the gospel. This is good news. This is the hope that we have, that our sins can be forgiven, that we can have eternal life in Jesus, that we can be forgiven, transformed, spiritually made alive in him. And this is a great hope that we have. And Paul goes on in this chapter to explain, hey, Jesus got saw, um, had many people see him alive after he died. There's the resurrection. There's hope. And not just for Jesus, but for you. And this is one of those chapters on the resurrection of Christ. And the resurrection that we get to receive through Christ, that is just priceless. It's incredible how we'll be changed in a twinkling of an eye. And eternal life is something incredibly uh, hopeful that we get to look for, that our bodies are going to be glorified just as Christ was glorified. Uh, man, in Jesus, we're, we're now a people of mercy. We've been adopted by him. We've been made born again, empowered by the Spirit. And he's coming back again to give us hope, eternal life. We are loved. We are redeemed. We are brothers and sisters, family saved by grace. I mean, you get it. This is good news. This is full of doctrine. This is full of hope. And Paul says, this is the first importance, the gospel. Don't forget 
the good news of Jesus and all that who he is and what he has said about your life when you want to give up, when you want, when you have opposition, when you are distracted, because this text says in verse 58, therefore, it's because of this that we can keep on going. It's because God's great love. It's because we're saved by grace. It's because we have a hope. It's because of all the truths that God has spoken to us that we can actually live it out. In fact, the Bible is often written this way. Uh, Paul in the Ephesians chapter 1 through 3, he talks about all the precious promises that God has declared to us in Christ, right? All spiritual blessings are found in Christ, Ephesians 1, 3. But then he lays that out and keeps on going and going and going about the beauty of the gospel and the hope of the gospel and all these good news. And God declares things to us. And then in chapter 4, 4 through 6 is the application. Hey, because God has said all of this and done all of this and who he is, Apply it out. Therefore, my beloved brethren, you're the walk worthy of the calling that God has given you. And so we are to respond to the gospel and keep on moving forward. And Paul says, therefore, because of the gospel, because of these glorious, amazing truths and the resurrection and the hope that we have and how Jesus is alive and how he loves us, all these things, be steadfast. Just continue. Be faithful is what that word means. I looked it up. It means to be fixed or firm in a direction or a purpose. Another way of saying it is to be unwavering. Because of the gospel, because who Jesus is and what he declares over our lives and how we have the word of God and the truths of God, we need to be steadfast. We need to continue to not give up. Now, we are familiar with this word because... God has given us a beautiful example and picture of this word steadfast. Psalm 33 verse 5 says, The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. And I'm reading through Psalms right now, and Psalms continually reminds us that, man, we're to give thanks to the Lord. Why? For his steadfast love endures forever. It's this constant, continual, faithful uh, faithfulness. And we see this in God. He is constantly loving us, continually faithful. And so he wants us to be steadfast, to not give up, to keep on walking in the example he's given us. It's important. But then Paul not only says, therefore, because of the gospel, be steadfast, but um, be immovable. Not just be steadfast, but be immovable. If I could define be immovable or that word immovable, I would say it's not just to continue, but it's to continue under pressure. Um, to be resolved. Uh, I looked that word up and it says to resolve, to be incapable of being moved. It's this unyielding determination not to give up, to be immovable, to, to hold your ground, even though there's opposition, even though there may be a package that I have to leave, or I did the devotional the next day, or, or man, someone's complaining online, or man, my to-do list right now is nuts. I'm going to be faithful to teach the word of God to people that want to hear the word of God and grow because he has called me to it. And even though there's opposition, I'm going to stand firm in that and I'm not going to give up and I'm going to teach you the Bible. I need to be immovable. What do you need to be immovable in? What has God called you to do? Listen, we should not be surprised when we come under pressure to the thing that God's called us to do. We are going to have trials. We are going to suffer. Jesus said in John 16, 33, in this world, you have tribulation, but take heart or be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. We can have hope in Jesus. There is always hope in Jesus to remain steadfast and immovable. You see, we also are told to be immovable because we come against this oppositions. And so God knows that we're going to want to quit. 
he he understands that we're human and he actually says in your weakness you're strong rather than running to the flesh or giving up or just living a hopeless life he wants us to run to him in fact he uses trials for his glory for us to be dependent on him this is why james says man um take every trial or suffering with joy because you know that your faith is being worked out it's being played out uh, we need to continually walk in the spirit be led by the spirit and paul would understand this god's grace is enough man in my weakness he is strong and i found that in my weakness he is strong when i go through a lot of things and i'm actually praying and asking god for help uh, to seek him man it actually brings a great strength i thank god that we come up against opposition so i don't rely on myself so i don't rely on just um my own abilities or my own strength. I want to be dependent on God and on him because when I abide in, on, in him and am dependent on him, I get to bear much fruit. The Bible says now this text, it doesn't say quit. It actually says the reverse in opposition. You feel like quitting. I know because I feel like quitting. However, the Bible says, keep going and actually always be abounding in the work of the Lord. You know, sometimes we think serving God is just so easy, right? but it's not. We have the flesh. We have opposition, the enemy, the devil, spiritual warfare, man. We have to understand this is God's work and this matters. Your life as a Christian matters. You, the way that you love people matter. I am so blessed right now by how the people at Redemption Church are serving the Lord, are rejoicing um, in the work that God has called us to do together, um, how we're doing this thing together. And, and, and this is important to understand because oftentimes I get discouraged in the work that God's called me to do because I'm looking at other people. And you may be the same way. You know, you may be thinking, man, I wish I could teach live devotions and teach the Bible and have upfront ministry. I am so blessed and glad right now for the people in our church that are doing behind the scenes for Brian, uh, a deacon at our church, uh, getting the volunteers together and booting up planning center again. And for Sue to, to disseminate this pot, this video to a podcast and, and meeting with her this week and talking about uh, all this admin stuff and insurance. And I mean, there's so many people that do so much work. Why would we compare ourselves? The Bible says that it's just not wise. We're all different. And God knows that. And here's a cool thing. Rather than being uh, competitive and separate, God wants us to be interdependent and relying on one another and to be uh, a great team, to just actually rejoice in our in our uh, good works that God has called us to do and our, in our actually um, differences. We should be rejoicing. We need people that could do other things than just teach. We need worship leaders and we need people to greet and we need people to, to be hospitable and, and we need generous people and we need people that uh, could help with, with ministries and are gifted up front and behind the scenes. I mean, you get it. I've talked a lot about it, but I just want you to understand um, we should always be doing the work that God's called us to do. And we can get distracted when we think about other people's calling, but God has called you. He loves you. He knows you. You're uniquely made. In fact, I was recently at Lake Worth Christian School, and this is one of the verses I shared to our board meeting is where uh, I'm part of the board and serve there and um, just encouraging us to continue the work. One of the staff members uh, pulled me aside one, one evening and just was like blown away by how much stuff that we do at the school because she's like, you guys, you're volunteers. 
I mean, you don't get paid from the school to do this stuff. And, and she's right. We don't get paid, right? But the reality is it's a joy to serve in that way. I even have Monday night meetings, which usually Monday is my Sabbath, but I, I still serve Jesus in that way because, man, it's a joy to volunteer. It's a joy to serve, um, to be able to do the things God's called you to do. You know, and I, I understand that that may be intimidating to you. I got a, um, I told the, the church this last Sunday, you know, I shared a new song and I got to introduce this new song to about three or 400 elementary kids and have fun with them and teach the Bible to them. And then I got to pray with the campus pastor the following week. I helped Robin baptize someone at this that went to go to the school. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work. Yes. But what I'm trying to say is it's a joy because it's something God's called me to do. And you know what? I know many of you, you guys, you serve at your church. You, you, you serve behind the scenes, you serve and you may not get recognition, but God knows. You see, even though you're volunteering your time and there may not be a great reward or a paycheck to serve at your church or do a local ministry, the Bible says that when you're abounding in the work of the Lord and doing his work, oh, oh there is compensation. You, you will get paid. Please believe we're storing up eternal treasures. And I want you to understand that servant leader. I want you to understand that if you're volunteering in kids ministry, or if you're setting up chairs or tearing down or planning a church or whatever it may be, man, I am so grateful for our volunteers, but we need to understand it's not just with a thank you from their leader, the great leader, Jesus, he thanks you. He appreciates you serving and being his hands and his feet right now here in this broken world, because it makes an eternal difference. You displaying your love and being able to serve others. The text says in verse 58, knowing that in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. Man, we don't do things in vain. God blesses us and rewards our work for him. See, we are truly blessed and we're building rewards in heaven when we serve Jesus here and now on earth by faith. When we give generously, the Bible says, sow some seeds of faith because you're going to store up treasures that moth and rust cannot destroy when you give uh, offerings unto the Lord, when you give offerings, not only financially, but with your time or when you speak words or give a cup of cold water. The Bible says that the Lord knows these things and will reward you. God is so gracious. He doesn't need to reward us. He really doesn't. I mean, he saved our soul. Paul would always say, I'm a bond servant, a chosen servant of Jesus Christ. But the reality is, is God still appreciates, thanks, knows the works that we do for him. And he not only rewards us like in heaven, but even here now serving him. I think about my life. My life would not be what it is today if I was not serving Jesus. I have the most incredible life, marriage, kids, uh, church family, um, friends, pastor friends, missionaries, church planners. Like God has just blessed me beyond measure. And I think about that of all the people in our church that are serving, how it's good for their faith and how it blesses them. Proverbs eleven twenty five in the NIV says, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. There is something great about just working hard, knowing you're making a difference and serving others. You'll actually be blessed. You'll be refreshed. I feel very blessed to be able to speak the Bible to you on these devotionals or to pastor a church or, um, you know, to do ministry with other church leaders in the ministry of EE leaders. Um, 
You know, but I, I think about even EE leaders because it's something that's like, man, the pastoring a church is so much having other jobs. Why would I even make all these videos for uh, other church leaders? And and simply it's just because God, something God's called me to. And I, I was going back on my analytics and I think we've had now 400 videos at EE leaders um, YouTube page. You can check it out or Google it or search it. But it's crazy because I wanted to quit many times in that ministry but God has not released me. He just said, keep on growing, keep on doing it, keep on doing it. And it seems like now after many years, that ministry is sort of growing and expanding and people are being more and more blessed by it and it's reaching more and more people. But it never would have done that if I had not kept going. Yesterday, I took a guy out for lunch, a church planner, and he's like, yeah, you're stuffing EE leaders. Uh, three weeks ago or so, I had another guy give me a call because EE leaders, he wanted to get some coaching, some counsel. Um, it's crazy because I even think about our church pastoring for 10 years. There's such a health. There's so many ministries and things that have happened from Redemption Church. And so many people would have thought, give up, man. It's just a small church. What's the bother? The, the reality is it's not about the numbers or even the reward. It's about loving Jesus and worshiping him and becoming like him. Jesus was the greatest servant of all. This is why Paul would say in Acts chapter 20, verse 35, it is better to give than to receive because we get to walk in the ways of Jesus. We're not laboring in vain. We're worshiping our Lord and becoming more and more like him. So don't give up. Just keep going. Do the things God's called you to do. Paul would say, therefore, my beloved brothers, you're a part of the family now. You know the gospel. In response to this, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord knowing that in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. I hope that encourages you. I feel pretty pumped. I got a lot more stuff to do today and I'm going to keep on doing it because I know that God's word is true and I could trust in that and apply it in my life. And I pray that you would do the same. We will talk to you guys on the next video.